Hi, I'm Spencer. And I'm Blake. Welcome to Weekly Jump, presented as part of the Geekly Grind Podcast Network. This is our weekly episode reviewing first impressions of newer anime and manga titles. Let's jump in. Hey everybody, welcome to another Shonen Jump episode, not called Shonen Jump. What am I doing? It's no, called Weekly Jump. I don't Let's, know what you're doing. God, what is wrong with me? Keep Anyways, that in. Uh, <laughs> cut that, cut that, cut that, cut that. Cut that, um, cut it, cut it, cut it. <laughs> fucking love that fucking podcast so much. Um, anyways, uh, so hey everybody, we are, uh, we're all amped up because we just did a, uh, a previous stupid banter thing before this we did a patron um, thing for all you so, patrons out there so if you're interested in that become a patron we we got yeah, one new one talk. like last week so we get, get on chat it. on a very popular show uh if you want to know which shit we chat uh, uh can we do clickbait for these <laughs> let's do clickbait for these which show did blake and spencer hate on find out on the patron only episode what shit did we chat this shit <laughs> yeah all right. Anyways, uh, we have stuff to cover. Wait, this wait, week. wait, wait. Sorry, that took a second. Did you say what shit did we shat this week? <laughs> I said it like two times. A click. If I got there, <laughs> I'm wild today. This is a yeah. weird day. It's been hey, a weird day. Uh, so we watched an anime. Uh, Blake, what anime Ugh. was that named? Kenichi, the Mightiest Disciple, suggested by Wonderlump, in which I guess his name was Kenichi, uh, wants to. Be on the karate team, but everybody on the karate team fucking sucks. Not like they're bad at karate. They're just mean people and they just yeah. want to beat him so, up. So and then they, he, he he's the karate a, kid, but he wants uh, to join Cobra Kai. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then he meets a pretty girl who he actually already met earlier, who takes him to her secret shrine family full of martial arts masters who decide to train him in, I guess, goofy ways. Yeah. And then he also, becomes a decent karate boy. Yeah. Also, uh, apparently the creator of this show, um, watched oh, a lot oh, of I Jojo's bizarre adventure. Uh, I'm, no. I'm sure of it because all sure, all shirts are skin tight. <laughs> oh yeah. No. And, and also the, uh, high school freshman, which I don't know that the, this so that I watched the dub and uh, he was he was called a freshman and they also mentioned eighth grade and I was like that's not how grades work in Japan but I get what you're doing like it's fine you're making it work for the audience that you're reaching out to it, it more or less is the same the same thing and and you're just changing it to American so that the American list you know watchers will understand but that caught my attention and the other thing that caught my attention was that this high school freshman it's like you remember Twenty One Jump Street. When oh, they yeah. keep making jokes about how muscular Channing Tatum is, and they're like, how the fuck is he so muscular? He looks like a, a man in his 20s, because he is. And it's like, it's that, but it's not a joke. So, yeah, yeah this big boy, oh god, there's only 11 episodes? Oh no, there's 50, That that's more correct. So this, um, this show came out in October of 2006 through September of 2007. I was wondering if I could see when the dub came out because it feels really dated. Uh, so I am assuming it came out relatively shortly after the anime came out. Uh, 2008, it looks like. Um, wait, 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 wait. 
<laughs> yeah, I, 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 I think that's when it came out. <laughs> Wait, 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 Yeah, it says, so this is, I'm on Wikipedia, so, you know, your mileage may vary. Uh, North America, the series was licensed by Funimation in May of 2008. So that's, uh, you know, six months or so after it ended, a little more uh, than, uh, than that after it ended in Japan. It was broadcast on the Funimation channel. The rights to the series expired in 2018, 2020, somebody else got the rights. And then now it's back on Funimation and as of 2021 and also on Crunchyroll as of a few months after that. So Crunchyroll. that's a lot of I hate. First of all, just like I'm not getting into it, but I just fucking hate rights. I hate the rights to streaming things. I just hate as an artist. I just fucking hate it. Like the concept just drives me nuts. But, uh, you know, that's uh, so I think what what I'm inferring from this is that the North America series licensed by Funimation and broadcast on the Funimation channel in 2008. I'm assuming it was around 2008 that we were able to see this originally. And that that was when the dubbing was done, because it feels just like dated in a couple of ways that more modern anime toned down some of the character voices and and just like play things maybe a little bit more seriously um, not that this is necessarily a show that takes itself super seriously. I got it the does impression not. that this it is absolutely an does action not. comedy. Yeah. The, on- the only part I liked was the time when he was training and maybe was going to skewer himself up the asshole with a hot poker. Mm. Uh, just you and, because it was you just, and assholes. You hush. <laughs> you don't know me, but it was just like... <laughs> What is it? The job like, huh? Hush. <laughs> but it's, or when it's he's, just like when he when he talks about fucking getting the the colonoscopy exam, and he's like, <laughs> and he pulled it out, and he was like, "Ooh, I'm sorry." <laughs> so like, good. He's so, like, because what I thought had happened was that I shit in his hand. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so this, I guess this kind of reminded me of the one we watched a couple weeks back, the Hinomaru Sumo, but with with gags instead of character, is what I'm going to say. Like, Sure. It's a lot of gags. And like I said, one of the visual gags I liked because it was just so much. It was like, the whole thing was like, he was like, oh, I'm going to train, I, I want to train to be a better karate boy. And then... <laughs> one of the guys was like i am not that strict of a trainer and then it does a smash cut joke which i i generally enjoy a good smash cut joke and you see the main character is do in a squat position with little bowls of like water or something on his uh on his legs so that if he stands up out of the squat position they'll fall off or get him wet or whatever and he is has his arms outstretched to his sides um holding what appeared to be heavy like clay jars probably full of some shit uh one of which i think says endurance and one says determination or something but strapped to his arms his upper arms are little knives so if he puts his arms down he will stab himself and underneath his butt is a heated up poker so if he falls he will skewer himself on the inside and it was just like it was just this good conflux of doing the most that landed well for me as a joke. Uh, otherwise, I found this show to be intensely boring. I didn't even pause it when I got up to pee at one point. It was just I don't I sat there. I literally said out loud alone in my house at one point, like, I don't know who this is for. It's not funny. 
It's not good action. It's not well made. Yeah. It's just, it just exists. It's just, if you're bored and the only thing that you need from an anime is that you haven't seen it yet. That's the, that's the person that this is supposed to be watched by. And there's 50 fucking episodes of it, which boggles the minds. <laughs> it's not, it's not recommended by me. I say that now in case you were uncertain. Also the ending OP is deeply offensive. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. Make sure you draw those nipples on all those underage girls mm. or else what will we jack off to? It's just so gross. Well, it is. It is a show <laughs> from Japan. <laughs> I can't say anything else. <laughs> you liked it. Didn't you? <laughs> uh, okay. So here's the thing. It's not a terrible show. You son of a bitch. <laughs> Blake, Blake hates this show so much. You guys, it's, it's pretty absurd uh, how mu- how mad you, he was about the show. You motherfucker! <laughs> He's so mad about Tell it. Tell me you your guys. dumb opinions. <laughs> yeah. So here's here's uh, here's where I sort of landed on the show, and um, I, I will admit uh, I have more experience with this show strictly because um, I I've seen it on a lot of lists of like best fight anime things. Um, <laughs> Jacques. Um, so I've seen it on a, a lot of lists of like, uh, cool fights in anime, uh, you know, stuff sort of like that. Um, and I, I think the reason why I gave it more of an opportunity for it is because I've seen kind of where it goes. Um, and because I've seen where it goes, I'm, I'm more, I'm more enticed than Blake was. Cause I think that, I think that you just landed on like, I hated it and I wanted to turn it off. Right. <laughs> Yeah, I just I I did the bare minimum of watching it because I felt so upset <laughs> yeah. by how bad I, I and like I can get that you know like I mean I think uh, some of the stuff we talked about on Naruto this week was a sort of loving retrospective of the history of Jiraiya, who's like one of his core character traits is that he's a perv. One of the mm-hmm. things I didn't like about this is that they were a perv. It's also something I didn't like about the manga that we haven't talked about yet. Uh. And I liked that manga. So it's definitely it's definitely part of the like things you unfortunately have to work around as an anime and manga fan uh, that don't work for you and something else that might work for you. And there was just too much stuff that didn't work for me here and not almost anything that did. Yeah, I did like the the fight in scene two when they like teach him a super basic move and he just completely schools the big guy because the big guy is just a muscle boy. And doesn't actually have any talent. Like his only, his only, the only thing that makes him good is that he's big. And then the karate boy protagonist learns a little bit of footwork karate and is able to just fucking school him. And that was really satisfying. Uh, yeah, but I don't think I liked anything else. <laughs> All right, so, uh, so where I land is I, I'm, I'm looking, I'm interested to look forward to it. Um, Blake is landing on uh, I hate it, burn it down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a no for me. It's no for yeah. me, dog. Yeah. Um, Blake, you remember what's... Randy? Randy, what's his name from the American Idols? <laughs> Randy, it's not Randy Travis. That's a different Randy. Randy Ranstifer. Randy. Randy. Yeah. Fuck yeah, man. Okay, so fucking Randy train. Randy. 
So uh, our so we're done. Oh, so you're you're sort of endorsing it. And I'm I'm not endorsing it. And so yeah, we fell up on that. Okay. So Yozakura family, or sorry, Mission Yozakura family is our yeah. page flips for the week, in which a boy uh, is really really socially isolated and anxious because his family was killed in a car accident when he was younger. And he decided that loving anyone and letting anyone get close is a recipe for disaster. And so now he is just like a self-isolating bundle of nerves. Except he has a childhood friend who I guess was already his friend at that point and who was there for him during this hard time. And she is his classmate. And so she's like his only friend in the world. Uh, And then their vice principal is a psychopath who shows him pictures of her, but then it turns out that he's her older brother, which only sort of makes it better. Uh, because then you learn the sort of real premise of the show, of the series, which is that she is a part of a family of spies, and her older brother slash vice principal is a deeply overprotective spy because she was injured in a mission when they were younger. And so now he has vowed to protect her at all costs and is going way too hard on that. And, uh, and then the family is like, Oh, the older brother's the best one of us. So we might be able to help you, but also like we might all get our asses kicked and you might try to kill you. And the only way out is if you become married to her, because there's this like, you know, simple internal marriage system in our family and you, we can exploit that. And then he will not be able to kill you because of a rule in our family that he wouldn't dare break. And uh, they try to fight him off. It doesn't go well. Uh, the two get married. And then the next two chapters are about him trying to become acclimated to the world of like spy assassins because she is the head of the family who is destined to have children that will be powerful members of the family. And so people want to kill her because that would like cripple this assassin spy family. And so he, as her husband, wants to learn how to be an action hero so that he can not let her be killed. Um, yeah. And they are also still young high schoolers. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, it's definitely, it's definitely kind of weird, but the way that it's done yeah. is, is really fucking charming. Can, can we at least say that? Yeah. It's the thing about it. Uh, the thing that I, I had a hard time with, and I had a hard time with this from start to finish is that they are children. And, They don't, there is no indication in the first three chapters that they are in particular romantically interested in each other. Like, if anything, they are really good friends. And the girl is like, we should be married because you've always been a great friend. And I'm like, yes, they are children. There is also no indication that the two of them are interested in having sex with each other. Or not that, I don't know, the teenagers, teenagers have sex sometimes, but it's just weird in an, in a semi-arranged suddenly coercive marriage between underage high schoolers. It's a weird, it's a weird territory to live in. And I, I, I'm, there might be some cultural difference here because you see, you see very young marriage come up a lot in anime and manga. It is often in a sort of forced way. Like it appears in this as a sort of like premise but I don't know. It comes up enough that I'm suspicious that there are just different cultural attitudes about the whole thing. And I am just deeply uncomfortable with it. Uh, I'm definitely one of those people who's like, yeah, if we've been dating for a while, we can get married. But like, if you ask me to marry you under a year, I'm going to think you're a psychopath. So like, 
this is a hard territory for me. And all of that said, I was pretty charmed by this and really enjoyed the whole thing. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't sold by it, but I was sold by it. (laughs) Well, it's again, it's, it's what we just talked about where it's like, there are parts of this where like, they're like, some of the like sexual politics of anime and manga are really creepy or disconcerting or exploitative. And here it's creeping into that territory. And so I didn't like any of those parts, especially before they revealed that he was her older brother. And you thought he was like a school administrator that was taking creepy, secret, sexy photos of this student. Uh, And that that was really unpleasant and thankfully he was revealed to be her brother which made it only kind of a little bit better uh but they really like i said they really don't dwell on like the sexual politics of it all like the marriage in the first 3 chapters is really just a device to tie them together it reminds me of another um romance manga that i'm reading which is a sentence you probably didn't expect me to say but uh there is a a pretty popular and long running um manga that i am reading that has it's not quite so forced like they're not forced to be married but they are forced to pretend to be a boyfriend and girlfriend because their families are warring mob families it's called uh nisekoi and um it's kind of living in that same space where it's like they are being forced to be romantic with each other in ways that are kind of uncomfortable uh, because their families would, you know, hurt each other or start a, a violent gang war if they didn't. But it it really is just sort of a frame story to get them into like, will they or won't they romantic situations And that seems to be what this is doing is like, it's not marrying them so that we can have fun with sexual tension. It's marrying them so that we can get him into the adventure and maybe play up some romantic tension. And I don't like the uncomfortable implications of the premise, but I do enjoy the other aspects of the premise that the uncomfortable part is facilitating and the uncomfortable part doesn't seem like gross or exploitative. So I'm, I'm falling down on the side of, I enjoyed it. Also, yeah. it's really good. Yeah. The, the art is, is the art, the art and the character design are really interesting. The fight, uh, the fight sequence that happens in the first, uh, chapter of the manga is also like really catching. If you're interested in yeah, like battle styles, good. battle styles that are not like super powered battle styles. Um, and what yeah, they're, they're like super technique battle styles. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's one of the things that happens uh, that that really sold people on like Demon Slayer as well um, is that uh-huh. one of one of the things about Demon Slayer is that like yes they are powered and the people they're fighting against are also powered but it it's explained that it's not like what you're seeing is a representation of what is happening not what is actually happening in the moment what is actually happening in the moment is that they're fighting with these weapons. Um, yeah, but you're given an artistic representation of what is going on, and I think right. that, that is so it like looks like a special move while still living in that grounded space. Yeah, and I think that that is that is also one of the things that's kind of happening here, and that's it's it's a really it's a really cool way to to play it. So, anyways, yeah. and uh, it's also uh, it is also um, 
an ongoing manga. So if you're interested in it, um, it's I looked it has a chapter coming in three days. It currently is up to chapter 118. Uh, it seems to me like uh, like it's going pretty well, all things considered. Um, and uh, so, you know, if you are interested in long running series that are current, because I know that a lot of a lot of the times when you get a current series, you are able to um, get into like online communities where you get discussion and theories and stuff like that. So if you're one of those people that really loves that kind of stuff, um, this might be a good one to jump in on uh, because, you know, it's again, 118 chapters is no small lift, but uh, it is ongoing. So if, if you're the type that likes to sit and read manga, you can probably catch up relatively quickly and then have a series to follow week to week. Yeah. All right. We'll stick with us after these credits and uh, we'll give you another important life lesson. <laughs> well, we... Yeah, sure. Oh. Blake and Spencer Get Jumped is made by Forever Summer Productions and presented as part of the Geekly Grind Podcast Network. Sound editing is done by Rashad English. He's our level 13 sound wizard. 13? Did he jump even more levels? He gained a lot of experience by defeating the Dark Lord of Smooth Jazz. Do you mean Chuck Mangione from King of the Hill? Rashad is the King of the Hill now. Damn it, Bobby. Anyway, our podcast is ad-free, and if you want to keep it that way, please consider supporting us on Patreon. Follow us on Twitter at B&S Get Jumped. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Blake and Spencer Get Jumped. Or talk to us on Reddit at reddit.com slash r slash Get Jumped. Also, we have a Discord server. You can find the links to that on all of our social media platforms. If you like the show, please like, subscribe, and leave a review. Reviews help other listeners find our show. New review episodes come out every Monday, and new rewatch episodes appear every Friday. And hey, thanks for listening. Hello, my name is Jeremy Snow, owner and editor-in-chief of The Geekly Grind. We interrupt your awesome, regularly scheduled programming to ensure you're aware of The Geekly Grind podcast network, of which this show is a treasured member of... If you haven't had a chance to check out our site, you can do so at thegeeklygrind.com, and while you're there, take a look at the other members of our steadily growing podcast family, including the anime-centric Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, discovering new heroes on comic book keepers with Chris and Lance, exploring the vast universe of geekdom with Geeksploration, or appreciating animation's finer details with JD's Ink and Paint Club. Escape your weekly grind at the Geekly Grind. We'll see you next week, and until then... Look, when that family comes up to you and they're just like you're forced to marry our daughter you can say no and then just go live a normal life you don't have to be a kung fu master you don't have to be a spy master you can just be you and sometimes sometimes you won't get murdered for that decision maybe